Hey, ladies, welcome to the Hard Headed Way. I am your host, Dietrich Wiley. So, listen, ladies, on this journey to identifying, learning, and growing our magic, our girl power, the journey can be driven from the heart perspective or the head perspective. I tend to lead with my logic, you know, my head, but all the fun I have when I get to hang out with my girls who lead with their emotions, you know, their hearts. So I want you to join me and my friends on this podcast as we vibe in our village moments where we will talk, laugh, and maybe even cry. Yes, girl, we may even cry. But before we get started, I gotta ask, are you the heart or the head? Come on, ladies, and let's talk about it. Hey, guys, welcome to today's episode of The Hard-Headed Way. I am your host, Dietrich Wiley, and today's topic is lessons I've learned from my village. This month, we've been celebrating mothers all month long, and I thought I would end the month in talking about some things I've learned from the women or the mother figures that have poured into me in my life. Before I jump in, I want to start with a few questions. When you think about the way that you've lived your life, do you consider like, you know, the impact you've had on others around you? Are you intentional about the interactions that you have? Does it take thoughts around death for us sometimes to consider the life we live or the legacy we're leaving behind? And then finally, I would ask, what role do you play in your family or even your friend circle? I put those questions up against me because for the women that I'll talk about today, they forced me to put a mirror up to my face as I look back and think about the things that I got from them. These women stood effortlessly beside my mom in my youth and and mothered me, for lack of a better phrase. And so earlier this month, when I was talking about my mom and honoring her, I mentioned the village, right, that surrounded me. Um, and I will start by saying this for anyone that was at church as much as I was. Let me just say kids today don't know what it means to be chased by Bobby Jean Pierce saying, Come back here and get this Easter speech. Miss Bobby made sure we had Easter speeches, Mother's Day speeches, and all the other stuff in between. She was our youth director at the time, and I would go on to say she was, I would consider her my second mom. And in a time now where people can easily say, hey, we don't have what way, or we are at work, and we can't bring our kids to church, Miss Bobby quickly would offer to do a pickup or drop off. And find or 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 find somebody else to do it. Do y'all hear me? She found somebody else to pick up somebody else's child to ensure they were at church. She was relentless when it came to ensuring we were saved. But y'all, when I tell you she loved us, us being every kid that crossed her path. I mean, it was amazing. Miss Bobby, she taught me community. There were always the thoughts of who can I help or who has the resources that can assist someone else. That system or that foundation that she laid for us really established how I interacted when I left home. Who was going to college? Who needed stuff for college? Heck, who had summer programs that we could enroll our children in 
and participate for little or nothing. Like if there was a hookup or a connection, Miss Bobby was the connect to make sure somebody in need was getting some help. And for that, that established a, a structure in place with me and the other people that I grew up around that to this day, we still do it right up to jobs, who's looking for a job, who's needing a job, who's needing some kind of assistance. And I'm so appreciative of that pouring that she did into us. And um, one, a quick little thing about her is she always quoted the scripture, Philippians 4.13. I think one of the guys that we went to church with, I think he used that in his valedictorian speech. Like she hammered that to us until this day. That is a scripture that I lean on. So rest in peace to Miss Bobby. I miss her. I love her. And it was amazing to see all of the effects that she had on us as kids. The next person that I wanted to shout out from my childhood um, is Rosie Hicks. And for those of you that don't know, Miss Hicks is actually Jonathan's, uh, my oldest son's grandmother. But before that, she was another woman at the church that opened up her home to all of us kids and she fed us and she fed us good. It was nothing for us to go down there after church on Sundays and spend the afternoon hanging out, um, clowning around. And I got two words for you. Pound cake. Miss Hicks had the best pound cake. And let me just say, for all the rules that for any of you that know that Mr. and Miss Hicks had at their houses or whatever, we still had the best fun. And um, one of the things I'll say is I learned later in life is that sometimes if you left Miss Hicks's house, you may have felt a little greasy. I found out that she rubbed holy oil on everything, y'all, whether it be the countertops, whether it be your vehicle when you're driving away or whether it be your hand or your back when she's hugging you or shaking your hand. Um, she always, always, always was intentional about, about making sure that we were covered. And one of the things that Miss Hicks taught me um, is she had a sense of vision for her children and grandchildren. And one of the things that she always wanted them to um, have or know was about for farming, you know, dealing with animals, planting gardens and all of that. And I promise you that all of her grandchildren can attest that they know how to do all of those things. And can't forget Mr. Hicks throwing in all the yard work that has to be done in addition to what Miss Hicks wanted everybody to learn. But for that, it gave me a sense of direction for how I wanted to set the tone for what I wanted out of my own children. And again, she's another one that I'm forever grateful and rest in peace to her as well. Um, she was very well loved by the community. And again, she's another one that is sorely missed. So next, I want to come a little closer to home. I know I started with church, but I wanted to um, make sure I take my time as I share a little bit or go a little personal, if you will. Um, I want to talk about my grandmothers. My maternal grandmother, Doshi Lee Graham, she was the original Medea. She could sing because he lives in one breath and pull out a pistol for someone messing with her kids in the next. And for those that don't know, 
we lost my grandmother and uh, my mom's youngest sister to domestic violence. And I think the bittersweet moment um, or thought for me in losing them both like that is that um, my aunt and my grandmother went on the best of terms. But to know that my aunt knew in her scariest and worst times that she could call my grandmother and she was going to be there. My grandmother showed me what it looks like to support your kids, good, bad or indifferent. My paternal grandmother, Azzy Lee Moten, Blundie, as they called her, I would consider her the life of the party. And for those of you that grew up around me or with me, y'all know what I mean. And she was diligent about teaching all of us to celebrate life. She celebrated and she did so unapologetically. And let's be clear, when I say she was the partying grandma, she did hide who she was. She kicked it and she kicked it a lot and everybody knew her as that. So her her house, even with it being the party house, I can say that my fondest memory is actually sitting around the table laughing with my uncles and aunt about something she said or did. She fed you. And she entertained you all at the same time. Oh, how I wish I could say more or I should say more, but I'll keep it at that and save the deeper conversations for later because I got a million of them about her and my other grandmother, Doshi. My next one I want to talk about is my great grandmother, Annie Beth Moulton. We called her mama. All of us did. She taught me how to meet people where they are. Y'all, my great-grandma had children that left home, you know, 17, 18. And when I say they didn't return for years, I think she had one that she hadn't seen in 40 years for sure. And I remember asking her, like, how does that make you feel? Right. And she said, baby, I don't need to know. I only need to know they're okay." I know what they look like. And for the life of me, I thought, how sad she must feel knowing her kids didn't come home. But the reality is she learned to be okay with the boundaries that people set for her. And she didn't take it personal. Can y'all imagine that? Like she literally never let what other people did control the temperature of her heart. And I'll say that for as long as I live. It was what made her a true gem to us. I wish I could be that good. That's that's what I'm shooting for um, is to be okay with Jonathan not responding to my um, text to call right away and not wanting to choke him or probably the same thing for Peyton too. Like you got a phone, use it. You see me calling you. So anyway, I digress. Finally, there is a large group of women that I refer to as my aunts who have the most diverse personality skill set ever. From one aunt who was the cool auntie growing up to another set of aunts who took care of me during college. And even when I finally started having children, y'all, they parented my boys in such a way that my children didn't even want to come home. But wait a minute. That's not even parenting. That's spoiling. And they actually, I used to say my kids left Earth when they went to go visit because 
They served them. They didn't have to clean up behind themselves. And then who wants to come back home to that? Right. And so. But I'm appreciative as I try to end this and, and, and sum up the reasons I talked about those women. As a woman, we won't always have everything we need within ourselves. Ergo, the purpose of the village to be able to go to that village and be okay with. I may not be the best at this. I may not be the best at at managing money. I may not be the best at managing relationships and such. But to be able to have somebody that not only um, sets an example, but pours that into you, that's that's just absolutely amazing. Because as a woman, I know I can't be everything to everybody. I know that I wasn't always what my children have needed, especially when it comes to nurturing as a whole therapy episode. And so for that, I'm so thankful that there were other people around who could step in when I couldn't. And so many times we beat ourselves up about what we're not instead of celebrating who we are. And so I'm thankful that flaws and all that um, everybody in this part of my village is good and Everybody that poured into me, those seeds, are they still continue today, that those that were walking alongside me, my friends to this day, um, me and Barbara, Miss Bobby's daughter, is are like close friends. We text, talk all the time. Um, I'm obviously still close to the Hicks family because, of course, I have Jonathan. And but just those connections are authentic. Right. And from a family perspective, down to my grandmothers and great grandmothers and aunts, just the support that they've provided for me is amazing. And so I go back to how I started this conversation. How are you intentional? What role do you play? How do you provide support in your village? Because Once we realize the minute we start supporting each other, that's when it gets easier. Hey, ladies, thanks for listening to the Heart Headed Way podcast. Please subscribe and share with your family, friends, coworkers, whomever. Also, be sure to connect with us on social media. Facebook and IG at The Heart Headed Way. And finally, if you have some podcast topics or you would even like to be a guest on the show, please email me at theheartheadedway at gmail.com. Make it a great one, ladies.